to the How To Podcast with Daniel and Matt. In our podcast, the two of us explore what's behind how, the Hanya operating way. We see this as an extension of the academy, a place to continue our learning and drive our culture. Through interviews and conversations, we'll aim to share best practices from inside and outside the Hanya group. And you can expect some fun and insightful conversations with some inspiring people. So, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, episode two. I mean, this is exciting. Uh, the How To Podcast has made it to episode two. And uh, to be honest, yeah, this one's a different format. So we wanted to have the chance to interview some people. So Thomas was on our first one. Um, yeah, we've got a next guest that uh, we've already got in the can, as they say in this world. Um, but, uh, but we also wanted a chance to answer some of the questions because... Daniel and I, you can imagine, get asked loads of questions on our travels around, working with different organizations and different groups. And it feels like some of those things would be interesting for others, for us to talk about and discuss. So we kind of gave ourselves the target of, you've got 15 minutes. Um, here's the question, kind of, you know, let, let's go for it. Where are we going to go on the answers? So the question I got, and I got this one yesterday. Uh, so Daniel, here's one for us, is people often say to me around, um, I'm going to run a presentation or, uh, you know, I've got a meeting that I've got to run. Um, you know, what, what tips could you give me? Um, what, what could make it better? Um, and, you know, and that better means lots of things to lots of different people. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, I guess I'm looking for tips. So I thought today we'd spend some time, see if we can pin down a few tips to help people in that. I'm going to say the general field of communication, but I want to think meetings and presentations and stuff. So here's with it. Where's, where's your first tip? Yeah, that's always the funny situation if you're get, getting asked those questions uh, out of nowhere and you need to come up with the right tips. So let me uh, give it a go. I, I have one I, I always use. Uh, it's, a, it's a really practical tip and it's actually a tool you can use in any kind of meeting or training. Um, and it's called a check-in. And I think it's super relevant, especially because you... Next to having training sessions, we all experienced that meeting hustle, hustle um, jumping from one virtual meeting to another, whether it's virtual or face-to-face again, it uh, doesn't matter. And um, at the same time, we are often at home having our children around, our pets, whatsoever, and um, we're getting distracted from, from what we are after in a, in a certain meeting. And um, to help out on that... Um, a check-in is a very, very useful tool. So a check-in comes originally from from helicopter pilots. Um, at least that was what I was told. Um, so helicopter pilots, they did a kind of like a root cause analysis on why they're having accidents um, during turbulences or in general on, on flights with heavy winds. Um, and they found out that one of the, or the root cause for most of the accidents is actually that they are distracted from work, that they're having thoughts in their mind that keeps them away from fully doing the job of, of uh, flying safely to the, uh, to the next uh, location. And, and what they simply do at the, at the beginning of each um, flight is just asking, how do you feel today? What uh, keeps you away from, from fully being here? And you can do the same in a workshop format. So actually asking those questions or this question of how do you feel, what's keeping you away from fully being here? And we all, I often try to add some fun question to it um, so that you can have fun with the audience and you're just having a laugh at the beginning of the meeting and, and that by also freeing up your mind from previous uh, meetings or conversation that we had 
Um, so yeah, there's actually a list of, of thousands of questions you can use in check-in that are really creative. So I can link those in the show notes if you're interested in that. And you can try it out in your next meeting or training that you start. And if you want to go even further, you can also try try to add a checkout to your meeting. So let people share what they actually take away. Um, it's for personal reflection, but also because you just hear from everyone what they take away. And this can even be really inspiring for you as a facilitator to actually see what people make out of the rubbish that we actually tell them and, and see something useful yeah. in it, right? So uh, yeah, check in. And, and if you want to check out, that's a little tool you can use in every meeting. Um, but by the way, I've just figured out why the helicopters are crashing though, is because now the pilots are trying to answer all these questions rather than flying the helicopter. Um, no, it's a really, really good thing. I, watching it on the boot camp, it's really cool. And it, it really does get people in the moment as such. So like you say, they're carrying other stuff. They're there. They're part of it. Um, good one. Good start. Yeah. So, so now it's you, right? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. So you ask the okay. question. Now I need your. Yeah. So the one I always try and give people, and I, and you know, I, this is a bigger answer, and I, and I always, you know, so hold on tight, everybody, um, because I try and do it really quickly. So it's three words. Okay. So it's do, know, and feel, and it's a little structure um, that enables you to do some planning. So whether you're planning a presentation, a meeting, whatever else. First thing you need to get clear in your own head is what do you want people to do when they leave? So when they leave the meeting, when they're you know part of the meeting, whatever it might be, what's the intention of what you're trying to achieve? In other words, you know what behavior do you want from those people? So I want you to go away and apply this principle or make this decision or whatever it is you're after, you need to nail that down piece, that piece first. And by the way, the do is going to then lead off the presentation or whatever else. So right at the very beginning of your presentation, you're going to make clear, look, this is why I'm here and this is you know, the outcome. This is the, the ambition of why we're doing what we're doing. Second thing for me is no. Okay, so here goes. I watch lots of presentations where people feel like they should include everything they know on a subject in the presentation. And then you normally get the question that says, how many slides should I have in a 15-minute presentation? And the answer is, of course, I haven't got a clue um, because uh, it depends what you put on the slides. There's so many variables to that. The one thing I do know is only give them the information they need to carry out the do. Do not use it as a place to tell them everything you know. Otherwise, you'll bore everyone to death. And quite frankly, it's just excess um, they won't retain it because they don't need it to do what you want them to do. Um, final one, most important one perhaps is, is to feel. Um, so learning is an emotional journey. Um, so, uh, I mean, some of you may have seen my programs. Um, you know how emotional they are for me. Um, but, uh, but it's an emotional journey. Um, so as the facilitator, you get to make the feel for this. Is it you want this to be fun? Do you want it to be serious? Do you want it to be urgent? Do you want it? I mean, you can choose where you go and feel and then you own it. Um, you control it. So you can play with your voice and different ways to set the tones you want. So if I want to make it serious, then I'm just going to calm it down and slow it down. And I'm going to make those pauses just a bit longer. And you're going to make things really sit together. Whereas if you speed it up and you're kind of a bit more jolly, then you can kind of bring a bit more fun into the whole process. But you own that. Now, you know, the secret is contrast. 
If you've ever heard someone with a monotone voice that carries at one pitch, it's not very exciting. So same is true with pace and tones. If you move them up and down and round, you can, of course, yeah, produce different outcomes. And that's what you're trying to do um, because it's the difference that makes it exciting for people or such. So, um, yeah, it's just a tool. It's not something special. It's just skill like everything you learn. But if you have those three things, so you're really clear on what you want people to do, you only get them what they need to know in order to carry out that do, and then you arm yourself with the right feel so they don't get misunderstanding of the perception of this, then you're off and running. Um, so that's always the three things I try and give people. Um, so, yeah, apologies, it takes a little bit. But, you know, if you want to understand more about it, um, yeah, uh, you should probably catch me and I can chat to you more about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, do no feel. I mean, I'm able to remember those three, I guess. Um, and actually, when I think about it, um, I was actually, because um, adding to your tips, I was thinking about good examples that I have experienced in my past. Um, and I guess every one of us remembers some of our teachers in, in, in school time, right? Uh, whether you have those good examples or bad examples. I actually have one of the good examples and um, you telling about do no feel. Maybe this was even something um, without knowing he applied as well because um, adding to it what he um, did really well, it, it was uh, my teacher for religion. So actually a subject that uh, you can imagine teaching 15-year-old girls or boys is not very easy because um, people are in totally different uh, positions or, or phases when, when talking about the, the topic. But what he did really well is making it relevant for everyone and, and making it relevant for, um, to join the conversation. And actually, he did. we did a lot of discussion um, in it um, where it wasn't about this one outcome. It was really about the discussion and everyone has seen why it's relevant for you. Um, so it, and you don't need to come up with the same answers in the end, um, but you have your learning on the way and... Yeah, he was able to engage um, everyone somehow into the discussion by connecting the topic um, to your reality um, in the audience. And I think if I now look at my trainings or the trainings you do, I think the best trainings you have if, if you're able to yeah, make the topic relevant and people seeing the, the why behind that we so often talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, big piece. So that's why everyone calls you Brother Daniel, then, is it? Your religious background? Of I never you, heard nearly, someone saying this. Went to the church. Yeah. I see it now. Uh, no, it's, it, uh, yeah, I, I, by the way, just a uh, big uh, well done, all teachers, because um, it's easy being a facilitator because no one remembers you. Um, but as a teacher, wow, you realize what a big imprint you leave on people's lives because everybody has that teacher. True. Of yeah. Good, bad, or whatever else. Um, it, I guess uh, one other little tip for me, and that, that probably follows, and it's almost in, in contradiction to what we've just said, because if you're presenting something, if you're running a meeting, please, it's not about you. Um, so I've met enough of the facilitators in this world who are the, right, we have something in the UK called amateur dramatics. They're the people that go to the theatre and they, they're aspiring theatre people. They like to be actors and actresses as such. Um, it, this is not your stage, okay? Um, it's, it's not your chance to, you know, be in the spotlight and to take the adulation and applause. This is your job to get an outcome. So, uh, please, when you're up there, this is 
not the time to use the big language and make it complicated and make it difficult for people to understand what you want. This is the time to make it simple, accessible, so that they can get it and apply it and use it or make the decision or whatever else. So I get very frustrated when I watch people try and make things more difficult when my experience is always the simpler you make it, the more accessible. It's, please don't misunderstand. It's not about dumbing it down. It's making it accessible to people because once they understand it, then they can do the thing that we're really after. So it suddenly means that they now, they get it, they can think past it, they can use that knowledge and insight to then take steps thereafter to apply it and such like. That, that's the most important thing I always think as a leader is, is how do you, you know, um, communicate with other people and, and, and get the message across. And, you know, I can only speak from my side, but my secret has always been is to make it simple. Um, illustrations, any way that will mean that people can get their heads wrapped around what you're talking about. Because sometimes it's really complex. And if you can turn it into a simple little analogy or a simple little way of thinking about it, people get the concept. Um, that, that, that's, you know, when you see the light bulb go on, you know you're, you, you're in the right space. But yeah, it's not about you. It's, that's the simple piece. It's not about you. Yeah, I agree. Um, it should never be with the, you should never come with the intention to remember you after a training, right? Although I think there is your personal journey when you start um, teaching or start training others. Um, because um, if you start to, to train a certain topic, you better understand what the topic is, is about, right? So um, this is where you need to find your angle, your logic to it. And if you find your way into it, then also, again, um, being afraid of not capable of answering questions is not so much a, a case because if you have your own logic in it, you are able to answer all the question yeah. that that comes back to it. But it requires you to to think, think about the topic your way. And the worst thing you can probably do is just imitating someone else you've seen before, right? Yeah. So uh, imitating you, Matt, uh, would probably be the worst thing I can do because... I mean, full stop, just end there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. definitely the worst thing anybody could do is imitate me. No, that's not what I mean. But like, I'm not able, I'm not you, right? So, and, and exactly. people will spot this immediately. And and I need to find my way into it. And also um, with, with the level of fun or seriousness you're bringing in, start with the things you're comfortable with and you will, um, if you practice it over and over, you find different angles to it that work with your personality. And the other thing that I sometimes see that people and, and especially leaders, to be honest, um, they let prepare everything for a speech, uh, a training whatsoever. So they come with some other people prepared a slide. They did all the, on the notes to, for them. And then they stand in, in front of a, in front of a group and then they go like, okay, just, uh, shall I just read from the slides? Or I mean, yeah, actually they can read it themselves, but it, it, it you better get yourself into it. It, it. Of course you can use other slides and we also teach, teach content from uh, with the help from from the how team and it's not all invented from us right but you get yeah. better your way into it so you have your story that you tell about it it's your story in the end and i think that's why it's in the end also some people call teaching the ultimate way of learning because you find your way into it and you are able to digest a certain topic um to tell it in easy simple way like you like you said to others And I think that's that's a super fun thing. As uh, as soon as you start training others, 
you're getting so much into a topic that you find it also easier to to explain in general terms. So you, you see me getting excited now about teaching, but yeah. I, I, it, it's really funny because I've got, so there's two things that you brought up that just just ring big for me in terms of, so one is about trying to be somebody else because when I first learned to train, I mean, I would have been weeks in and someone, you know, I, they said, oh, go watch this guy. He's really good, you know. And I went and watched him and he had his own style. Um, as everybody does, you have to do it your way. And, uh, and I kind of tried to mimic him. And I remember a friend of mine watching me going, who the heck are you? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, that's not you up there. You're trying to be someone you're not. You're, you're like, at this point, I should do this. And it's like, yeah, just be you. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely definitely get that part in terms of yeah this 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 need to somehow copy yeah you got to find your own style your own pace your own way and just and just be you just relax because it's the only way you're going to be comfortable is if you're you um and and that way i guess it'll it'll kind of jump out to you as to yeah your style and your approach um and if you do humor do humor if you don't do humor don't do humor i you know many people kind of joke with me in terms of yeah you always bring humor to it it's just me it's British humour yeah exactly yeah 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 I mean can you imagine a German trying to do humour I mean let's not go there right um, so <clears throat> now that I've offended most of our audience um, in terms of the, the other little piece for me is it's just when we talk about the audience for a moment if I just I guess you try and pitch to your audience so let, let's see if I can explain what I mean if your audience is I mean NASA scientists then pitch it at that top level if you've got an audience which includes a NASA scientist and a school child who's you know 15 years old then good luck but you're going to pitch it at the 15 year old and then you're going to very quickly race up to big trying to get them to become a NASA scientist you know the the game is you go meet your audience and then you take your audience to where you want them to be so uh, people often sort of say well where should I pitch it bring as many of the audience as you can with you so um yeah connect with that person in other words make it in language that they can grasp and then accelerate and try and get there to stretch the nasa scientist as well on the journey through but you know it, it i mean that's kind of the extreme but 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 that's always the ambition is meet the people otherwise if you start too high you just lost an audience that never even got it it never understood what you were going to talk about in the first place so uh yeah they can never really contribute and make difference yeah Okay, I, I think we already got a list of, of tips here. I mean, there's so, so many. So we were answer, able to answer the question. Yeah. I mean, if we do now check out, I mean, I remember still those three words, do, no, feel. Um, so I'm, go I'm going to I'm test them right away. Yeah. Anything you, you have as a checkout? Nope, can't remember. You were joining the church. I remember that. Ah, Brother okay. Daniel, that's the way it's So going. I'm not asking this question to men again. No, I no. Honestly, we hope this this uh, was bringing some insights to you. Um, whether teaching was something you are you were always curious about, or uh, whether you haven't thought about teaching at all. Uh, by the way, there is a lot of teaching opportunities in our academy. So if you want to grab an opportunity, just come uh, come here, and we can find you a spot in one of our trainings. And um, yeah, you get the opportunity to teach, and um, you've heard how exciting it can be. Um, did we become a teacher? Can we just, on that little point, can we just make a point here of going, people always, we suddenly get into this conversation about introverts and extroverts and whatever and whatever. And what, 
the world is petrified of standing in front of people presenting. Let's, let's be really clear. I think on the, the things people are scared of, I think it's generally accepted as number one, actually, is standing in front of an audience and having to do something. So please um, don't panic. We know that's the reality. And, you know, we will help you if you come, you know, if you want to be part of this, come join us. We'll help you. We'll help you through it. I can't say I can take away the stress factor. I can get you to learn to live with it and make it easier on yourself. So um, there's definitely some techniques and some things you can learn on the way. So don't don't let that be your barrier because I promise we all start in the same place. I, yeah, I was uh, my first program. I think I was sick for a week before it, just on the nerves of, you know, I was going to have to stand in front of people. So um, yeah, it, it's not easy. Um, you know, everybody's like starts in the same place, but I promise there's some really quick, easy cheats to get you past some of that stuff. Sorry, Daniel, you're going to... No, don't worry. You see, we're having a very difficult job, Matt doesn't want to say. I mean, yeah, look at how hard our job is. I, I mean, just for anybody listening out there, by the way, it's really difficult. All right. No, uh, thanks, uh, like I said, for listening. Um, it was actually fun uh, having a conversation between the two of us. I mean, actually fun. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's fun to work with each other. Right? <laughs> no, honestly, if there's a question out there that we, you want to actually bring up here... I mean, uh, we ju- we're just getting into it. So bring us your question that you want to hear um, us talking about or someone else talking about. and, and yeah, Anybody else out. talking about other yeah. than us. Yeah, I can hear it now. No, but for now, thanks for listening. If you like this, this episode, uh, please feel free to share it with others. Uh, we love to, uh, to get this distributed to other colleagues, especially, of course, here in the Hanya group. Um, and make sure you subscribe because there is an... The next episode is lined up already and we have a super exciting speaker as well. Um, so you don't want to miss out on that opportunity. Yeah, and by the way, he's not even German. I mean, that's the exciting bit. For, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Should I? He's Dutch. Um, so uh, yeah, wait for the next episode. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Daniel. It's been a ball.